Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. St. Xavier University is for students who want more out of their future. We pride ourselves on preparing graduates with the skills they need to succeed in life. Visit xxu.edu to start plotting your path to a brighter tomorrow. St. Xavier University, the best in you. Welcome to the Under Center Podcast presented by St. Xavier University with our Bears insider Adam Hove and our Bears contributor Eric Strobel, Tony Gill is running a pod, and I am Kenneth Davis. On this episode, of course, we'll talk about the Bears playing the Giants and, uh, of course, me being correct on the beating the Seattle and beating the Giants in the future. I'm going to pat myself on the back right there. But more importantly, and if you listen to our last episode, Eric and I talk from a distance about the unfortunate passing of, of Jeff Dickerson. And... You kind of know, we kind of said a little bit that Chicago and sports media is it's a family. And, you know, like you have all these guys, not just guys and women, too. Let me say that, too, that report on the Bears and just the, how huge the Bears are. And you start to feel a connection with these people like you, you know them. But to have someone that actually really knows Jeff, we're lucky enough to have Hoke on this podcast with us. And we know it's been a hard week, Hoke. Uh, so, one, we're sorry, um, you know, for Parker, for the family for everybody, but even for his close friends, we're sorry, man. Sorry, you know what I'm saying, that you have to go through it, and it's unfortunately a part of life, but it's the part that I think for the majority of us we hate the most. Yeah, guys, I, I appreciate it. It's been uh, it's been tough. Honestly, it's been uh, – kind of, I've known this is coming for a couple of weeks. Um, got to see him uh, a, a few times over the last couple of weeks, and um, – but it's still been a lot harder than I thought. Like I thought I was prepared for it. Um, when I was in Seattle, I I before I left for Seattle, I said goodbye to him without saying goodbye because in his mind he was still beating this thing. So, you know, I walked out of there like literally minutes before he was being taken to hospice, um, and I was leaving for Seattle with my family the next day. And so I, you know, I. In my mind, I said goodbye without actually saying it. I said, I'll see you when I get home from Seattle. But um, I knew the reality of the situation, and it's just been uh, – you know, the, the the thing I keep coming back to is, like, like I, th- I like emotionally I, I was prepared. But anybody who talks about Jeff Dickerson will tell you, like, there is just this massive void right now that's not – that has been created. Um, and that's the, uh, the thing that's hard. Cause like, you didn't really feel that void until you heard the reality that he had actually passed came through. Um, because then it was, you know, we've all been through death before and it's just like, you know, you can't, there was, I'll t- <laughs> it's a funny thing. I don't even know if they fixed it. If you go look at the uh, bears website right now, the injury report, um, it says Duke Shelley did not practice because his injury is hell. 
Okay. What? <laughs> well, look at it. I don't know if they fixed it. It's supposed to say heel, but it says hell. Okay, so this is the reason I bring this up is because this is a perfect example. So like this morning, I I saw that, and like the first thing I would have done is text that to JD, like just to enjoy a laugh. Um, and it was nice to have a laugh. Like it's just it's a stupid thing, but it's like oh man, tough break for Duke Shelley. You know, he's uh, you know. stuck in hell. He can't practice today. Uh, you know, maybe you could apply that to the whole team right now uh, and most of the fans. I don't know. But, oh, um, you know, just being able to share a laugh like that. And, you know, even Tuesday morning, uh, I he was at the point where he wasn't going to be responding to any texts or anything like that. But I know I could have sent it to him and it probably would have gotten to him. Uh and you know now I can't. So that it's just little stuff like that that uh, that's been like, tough to accept the last couple of days. But um, you know I appreciate the support from from you guys and really everyone out there, all the Bears fans. Man, it's incredible. It's it's cool to see that that he had that much of an impact on um, on Bears fans um, and Chicago in general. See a moment of silence at the Bulls game last night. Yeah. I don't know how many people could have commanded that type of respect. Uh, I don't think anyone else in our room could have nor should have. Um, but that was JD deserves it because he was really the guy that brought us all together. And um, and no matter where we were, he's just that's what he did um, because he was that type of human being. And th- and that's and seeing all the stories come out. I mean, I think we knew that's the kind of person he was, but now it's being exemplified time and time and time again through these stories that that the individuals knew but the general public or the fan base at large was not aware of right and i think it's impressive to me from a looking at it as an outsider looking in that this is one of the more competitive beats in the league right there's multiple newspapers there's multiple major outlets online it's it's a huge beat and it and it's competitive but at the same time it's like a family right because of guys like him and guys like yourself who are trying to do their jobs to the best of their ability and trying to outscoop but it's more of a friendly competition right it's not necessarily in all in all corners a a hostile beat which i'm sure there are across the country and it and it seems like he was to to take kind of where you were going he's the glue guy right he was the glue guy kind of pulling everything together and i just loved all the the little stories of of that of moments that were you know not necessarily hugely important but were just so memorable to people and i think uh our old our old uh good friend jj stankovitz posted one that i remembered when he posted it that of being just i was laughing almost on the floor at the time jj posted i think this was in training camp 2019 a story about i forget the player's name but he was um uh, an oregon duck or something or his name was duck his or something name was clifton duck that's yeah. it clifton yeah. duck yeah, yeah 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 and he <laughs> jj's headline was peaking duck question mark so and so looking to solidify status in camp like so p-e-a-k-i-n-g instead of the dish (laughs) and jd responded to him and he says jj i thought we talked about this (laughs) like you can't be doing that you can't be doing these types of puns man and it was just such a nothing little interaction but i'll never forget it now because that again just exemplifies the spirit and the the joy and the, the the laughter the humor that he brought to the beat and was even more so amongst the fraternity of you guys the beat writers and beat reporters who who knew him so well yeah we had one going around uh, yesterday um you know jd was so professional 
even on Twitter that like so when he dropped something like that, it like you know it hit it hit even it killed. harder. Yeah, because because it was like damn, like you know. <laughs> but he had an update from a John Fox press conference back in the day that was just so funny. It was we were texting it back and forth yesterday, uh, just a bunch of us, and it was just. It, all it said, it was just an update from a press conference, and it says, John Fox doesn't have an update on anything, period. <laughs> <laughs> One tweet, send, press conference taken care of. And it was like, you know what? It, even in that moment, it was a true report. Like, it was still, it was, he because John Fox did not have an update on literally anything. Um, <laughs> it was so funny. And that's yeah. the thing, like, it's just so deadpan, right? So like you say, he's he's always professional, always on top of his game. So when, yeah, it's, he, he drops the hammer, it it connects. There's no there's no uh, mistaking when he connects. Uh, and uh, I mentioned this to Ken yesterday. I mean, shoot, when, when I heard that he had passed, and I, uh, Cap had mentioned to me on Sunday that it was not going well. Um, but I looked at his, you know, his Twitter account, right, just to see, like, oh, when, what, at what point did he really kind of start to trail off, right? And and it was he was still going strong, so to speak, on in this month. It, his last tweet, I believe, was saying Tevin Jenkins was activated from the IR, so he was still doing what he loved, doing what he did best, to pretty much the very end. And that's that again speaks to just how how he was, who he was, and how he conducted himself and he loved the city, he loved the team despite all its foibles. And uh, yeah, uh, just a really tough week. And again, we're all, we're all thinking about you and your brethren and your brothers and sisters on the beat and obviously his family. And it's just uh, one silver lining. We were talking about it right before we came on is looking at how that GoFundMe is for his son. Parker yeah. is just climbing and climbing and climbing and to see the bears chip in uh 25,000 late last night you see people like theo epstein who doesn't even work in the city anymore um jed hoyer anthony rizzo that, among others i'm leaving a lot of people out but again goes to show the reach and how he connected i mean i, I grew up listening to jeff do yeah. updates on you know the waddle and sylvia the afternoon saloon shows and Again, I never had the good fortune to meet him uh, in, in my professional capacity here since I've been working at NBC Sports, but I felt like I knew the guy because he was just a constant presence from July through January uh, when I was in high school and beyond and listening to those guys uh, on 1000. So, yeah, I'm uh, the worth thinking, me thinking is about you, man. Yeah. knocking on the door of $800,000 right now. Yes. And the goal was 100 just to, yeah, for right. context. So, yeah. yeah. And um, uh, I know, um, I know when they were originally setting this up, they there was a conversation of you know, do you think it's okay for us to set something up and maybe ask for like ten thousand dollars, and you know, and and now it's at eight hundred thousand dollars, you know, <laughs> um, so it's just good, um. It, it warms your heart. It's a, we, there's so much just crap right now in the world, right? Yeah. And uh, and and this is just the fact that this has happened uh, just piles on that because you know of all the people that this should, all the families that this. I mean, it shouldn't happen to anybody, but for it to happen to this family in particular is it, just brutal. And I, I I think that we're all struggling to accept whether you knew them or not. Um, it's just unfair doesn't even begin to describe it 
Um, so to just see the good of so many people coming together um, to support Parker, it's uh, it warms your heart and, and at least makes you smile a little bit. And um, and uh, if just so everyone knows, I mean, like this is really going to help him, and it's all legit. Um, I don't think there's any question about that anymore, but I know some people have questions sometimes about GoFundMe and that's fair. Um, but this is, it's legit. It's going to help them. Uh, Jeff would be uh, screaming right now. Don't give him all that money. He's going <laughs> to spend it. Um, but you know, it's, it's, there's a, there's a plan with everything and, um, it's just, it's going to be good. It's, it, like you said, it it definitely warms your heart and the tragic situation to see people come together. Especially, I think we live in our own echo chambers. Uh, we do live in our own echo chambers, and these phones and social media provides us to escape to stay in our own echo chambers. But one of the things that sticks out to me that I I, I try not to take for granted is Chicago. Like, because with everything that comes with Chicago and the the negative connotations. And I was saying this on a Tuesday show that I know from just me becoming a person in sports media, I've had so many hands for someone pulling me up, you know, like that's, you would think in a city like Chicago and Eric was kind of saying that early, I don't know what other markets are like, you know, but I know that there's been so many people. And I think that's one of the things that it's kind of opened a, a window to people that may not have kind of known that. And I mean, you kind of know, like us talking to you and like even having Alex on the show talking about the press box and what's going on. You could, you could sense like, oh, these guys are ribbing. They're really enjoying each other. And for you to say that something that stood out to me that you said, Adam, that you don't know if anybody else would deserve that. It, it speaks volumes about Jeff Dickerson, a man that I didn't know because it's, I don't know. It's something about the gentleman. You know, it's like for me, um, I've been the score guy, you know, from listening to on it to, but I've always, I don't know why it will seem like if I'm listening to ESPN, Jeff Dickerson is on there. Right. So it was one of those things where like, when you were saying like the updates and of course I'll, I would tune into Waddle and Sylvie. That'll be one of the shows over that I would definitely tune into. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what sticks out to me as someone from a distance, um, just peering into this. Um, and again, I'm sorry. Like, I mean, just you, I appreciate you joining us. Um, I, Listen, I know Jeff Dixon. I didn't feel like doing a show this week, to be honest with you guys, yeah. right? Like, I did. I had to tell myself yesterday to kind of snap out of it, right? Like, dude, you got to snap out of this. But it's, it's felt just a heavy weight. And all of us are parents here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And to think about Parker. And that was, the, the, like, when I looked yesterday and I saw that it went up from the, when we got off the air, me and Eric, when we got stopped recording. I'm sorry, on air. Yeah, we stopped recording. <laughs> <laughs> we stopped recording and it went up. Twenty thousand, twenty-five thousand dollars. It was like at two, two twenty, and it was like almost two fifty. And then I just looked yesterday; it was at five hundred. And it's just like, yes, you know what I'm saying. It's, it, money can't replace anything, but at least you know that someone can be straight because it's just going to be hard. You know what I'm right. saying? Just like that's the thing that I don't know, man. It's just it's just messed up to be honest with you. It, it's yeah, you said it, Ken. Money can replace nothing that he's lost, but it can help pave the road ahead a little make it a little easier for him it's going to be a tough road it, it just is no matter the support system he, that he has and i'm sure it's going to be great not having either parent that's that's just a hard road to take and uh, you wouldn't wish it on anybody but hopefully this can can grease the skids a little bit going forward and um yeah um 
I, I don't know. It's just, it's hard to fathom. It's, it's almost seems like it's casually cruel in the grand scheme of things that this would happen within two years to have his mother and father taken. But uh, yeah, hopefully this can provide a little bit of comfort and, and, and help moving forward. But uh, Adam, the one last thing I that I had for on this topic was you shared some really wonderful words on your social channels and much like a lot of the beat writers have, whether it's been in a, a note or just a thread or anything. And you've obviously, it's, it's an interesting situation because this beat, the core members of this beat have been together for years, for a decade, including Jeff, yourself, etc. Is there any one memory that, or story that really sticks out to you that will kind of exemplify to you moving forward? Like this is who Jeff Dickerson was. This is what he meant to me, what he meant to whomever, that, that, that you would be willing to share here for, for us and for our listeners. Yeah. Um, you know, there's so many, I would just say that, um, like the one thing I'm worried about going forward is because JD was always the, the guy that would, uh, book the dinner reservations. And if we had five guys, he would book it for eight, you know, and find, three other people to, to be there. Um, and, uh, you know, even in Detroit this year, it hurt because he wasn't there. And, um, there's this great seafood place called Joe Mears in, uh, in Detroit. And, uh, we, you know, we've been there so many times for Thanksgiving. We're away from our families. And so we've sort of had this tradition of going there on Wednesday night. Um, and, having a nice meal because on Thursdays or that Thursday we're having Thanksgiving in a press box. Right. So, um, and it just hurt this year that he wasn't there and there's COVID. And so other guys didn't show up and it, you know, it just, it, it wasn't the same. Um, and that, that part sucks. Um, so like London a couple years ago was, amazing uh, so that was that was 2019 after he had lost Caitlin and um you know that in, I can't imagine how hard that year was for him um and if you really think about it like if you give if you got you give the guy a year to grieve um which he deserves longer than that but if you just picture it like okay he gets a year to grieve and then the world shuts down for a pandemic and then the next year he gets cancer. Like, what the hell? You know, this is the nicest guy ever. Um, but so at least we had 2019. I keep thinking about 2019 because we all just wanted to be there for him. Um, Bourbonnet that year. Turned out that was our last year in Bourbonnet. He wasn't there the year before because he was taking care of Caitlin. And... So we had, it was just like those memories, like Brickstone and Bourbonnet. Like it was every night, where are we going, JD? You know, like at dinner. Um, and you could just see like it, he was happy again. Um, he was, he was, he was JD. He was, you know, buying the bottles of wine. And um, we had this night at the, we always stayed at the Fairfield and got to get those Marriott points. This I'm talking about Bourbonnet now. And, um, I don't know why we ended up back at the hotel, but you know, it's just a Fairfield Inn with like a dinky little pool. And um we just 
he sent Chris Emma. He gave Chris Emma $40 and told him to go next door to the Italian restaurant, which I think we just had dinner at. Um, they like, go buy two bottles of wine to go, which I didn't even know you could do. <laughs> Well, if you're Jeff Dickerson, I guess yeah. it's a, it's an option. <laughs> but just the fact that like he's like he sent Chris Emma over there, um, and then we ended up sitting by the. And I'm not even much of a wine drinker. I you know I opened up a bottle of red the other night just because like the only time I drank red wine at all was with him, and um, so yeah, he brings over two bottles of wine, and we must have sat there by the pool for uh, for a couple hours at least, uh, just you know. Just moments like that. And I, I got off track there, but I was going to bring up London because London was that same season. And uh, to get, we had that Saturday before the game where we're out there and it was really kind of our one tourist day because there wasn't a practice. There wasn't anything. It was like an off day out in London. And we went to the Fulham soccer game because uh, Rich Campbell on the beat uh, was uh, is a huge, still is a huge Fulham fan. And, uh, you know, JD was like me, like, I, we're just going with the flow. Like it's something cool to do. Sure. Like we're in, we're going to do it. And, uh, went to the game and, uh, we, had, uh, we thought we were going to, we thought we were going to get killed twice. Uh, the, fir <laughs> the first, the first time was my fault. Um, you know, they're, they're crazy out there. Like, they separate Hooligans. the fans. Like, you yes. the road fans, you have to sit in a section with that's lined with security guards. Um, and you're Man. not supposed to be sitting anywhere else if you're a road fan. So, and I'm just a dumb American tourist. So, they're playing Charlton, and Charlton, Charlton scores. And I just got my phone out, like, oh, this is cool. I'm going to take a video. And these two guys behind us were like, are you Charlton? <laughs> like they thought like, like I was a fan you of the other snuck team. In. <laughs> and I just stood there and I was like, keep my mouth shut. And everybody, like, uh, and learn that lesson. The rest of the game is uh, don't react to anything. The other team does. Um, <laughs> and go and go nuts when Fulham scores. To convince them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and then later we go to this pub and um, <laughs> we're just going to the bathroom and like out of nowhere, this, this like drunk Englishman was like, he goes up to Jeff and he goes, I should bat you. I was like, what? <laughs> like, why? Um, I don't know. I, I have no idea why it happened to this day, but. JD got such a kick out of it. He told the story like the rest of the weekend, like a hundred times. Like this guy, like he thought he was going to just get jumped uh, in England in the bathroom. I, um, so that was just to have days like that to look back on um, are, ve are very special, good experiences that we got to have as friends. And, and those go everywhere. Indy, the Combine, all the dinners we had there, St. Elmo's. Um, and he was always usually the guy to put it all together. So... Um, we're all going to miss that very much. Well, I'd imagine the next time you're all gathered, there will be a glass or three raised in uh, in JD's honor and his memory. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'm never going to England either now since you told me this. <laughs> At least not to a soccer match. I don't want the smoke. I don't want the smoke. It was nuts. I, you know, it was uh, 
even the I still can't believe that experience. It was such a good like experience. When we you go to like the pub before the game, they only allow fans for the home team there. Like they actually check your tickets to see like where you're sitting. And this is just to go on a pub like at, at on the street. Like it's not in the stadium. It's like So they literally won't take your money if you support Charlton, for instance. And so Rich Campbell, because he like actually belongs to the, um, you know, Fulham Supporters Club or whatever, like had to show him like his card, like his special card or whatever to to like get us in it. And then like, but then it was funny because the 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 bouncer was just like, "Oh, you guys are American. You're good." (laughs) <laughs> not gonna cause any trouble. Yeah, like it's okay. yeah. it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, it's just, that's outstanding. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Adam, thank you for ignorance is up. bliss sometimes, right? <laughs> Share that with us, man. Uh, Look real quick. Let me. I got one for you. Then we can talk a little bears before we get out of here. Um, one thing, and again, I, I try to pay attention to the majority of things or try like people that I interact with and try to take little snippets to hold on to. And I remember for when we first started doing this podcast, uh, one of the things you said, and then one that reminds me of Tony, that you're, you know, you were a wonder kid as far as, you know, as far as you've gone in this industry, you started early and look how much success you've had. And I didn't know looking at Jeff Dickerson, because I'm like, wait, he's 44. I'm like, Wow, right? Like it, it, it and when you just like E talking about all my high school years, I'm like, this dude did all of this. I would have thought he was 54. You know what I'm saying? Just as far as as much he had accomplished. Um, how was it when you first either met him or not? We don't and maybe not even met, but when you guys started becoming close, how how was that? Because I I mean I, I'm a, I'm envisioning similarities with um career-driven people, you know what I'm saying? Like that that and which is a great thing. So it's, that's one of the things that just piqued my interest that I wanted to ask you. Yeah, you know, it, I've been thinking about this last couple of days. And really, I think the, the thing that bonded us the most was being fathers. Um, because I most of my memories of getting close with JD started after James was born in 2014. Um and and his son Parker is basically three years older and um you know i think that's how it was for a lot of us you know we don't we had conversations about the bears but more more of the conversations has always been about family and our kids and sports and things like that um and then the big thing for us was was um and I think that this speaks to the credibility he had, not as a reporter, which he certainly had, but as a friend. Um, when JD, when I asked him for advice, you know, whatever he gave me, I, I, he had the, he had the credibility to listen, right? So, um, when we needed to move out of our original house in Park Ridge in 2016, we were looking for a bigger place to live. After, you know, we had a kid and a dog, and uh, we were just, like, kind of bursting out of the small house we lived in. And, um, you know, I was a city kid. I grew up in the city. Like, even just living across the, the city border uh, in Park Ridge, and, like, literally, I'm not even kidding. Like, hey, if I was moving to a suburb, the, the we were on the line. The, our neighbors across the street lived in Chicago. Okay, <laughs> it was, like, on Canfield. That was the line. Um, so getting out of the city was, like, really hard for me. And he's like, you got to come to Vernon Hills. 
Mm. He's like, and I always call, I always joke, I call him the mayor of Vernon Hills because he, he knew everybody and not because of his job, because of sports and all these things. And just everybody here knows him. And, um, and you know, he was a big reason why we did, why, I mean, certainly the reason why we looked here and then we found the house and him, the things he said, uh, we're like, all right, fine. Like I'm a real suburbanite now going all the way up North. Um, but it was, it's been great. Um, uh, and then we became neighbors and we don't live in the same neighborhood. We're about five minutes from each other, but, um, you know, just being able to drive over there at any time, he texts me, you know, I'm doing this with Parker. Um, I want to come over. And then Parker just takes James under his wing immediately and they run off on the golf course or, or playing catch or, or uh, you know, stuff like that. Um, so that's really like where our relationship started to really take off after I moved here. And, um, I'm grateful for that, but I think it's also why it feels like such a big void because, um, you know, he's not there anymore. Well, make sure and check out the Hogan Johns uh, episode yeah. from uh, earlier this week that uh, Adam was referencing earlier where <clears throat> many Bears beat reporters, past and present, got together, share some laughs, share some good memories, and uh, – I imagine that was a very cathartic experience for anyone who took part in it, just to kind of be together as as much as we can be in these times yeah. and uh, share some 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 good memories, some cheer in a really really tough time. So give that a listen. I I have it bookmarked. I I can't wait to listen myself and uh, uh, check out the GoFundMe as well. I'm, and I'm I'm sure that'll be in our podcast description once again. And uh, check out the football after show this weekend. You might see a little little surprise, uh, JD. Uh, in in terms of JD, we'll see what see what we can cook up uh, on Sunday afternoon. I look forward to that. And the GoFundMe just went over eight hundred thousand dollars as we're reporting right now. Well, how about that? All right. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car; you should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, so let's let's transition to a little bit of football, even though there's no reason really to do that with how this team has been performing this season. But I'll say this, and it's funny, prior to doing this show, I believe when just coming in, 
uh, Eric, you were saying something about Mike Glennon. I have oh, to yeah, sure we got to make fun of Mike Glennon. Come on. He might start right. this weekend at Soldier Field. But, <laughs> see, now, and it, and it, I have to go from the mistake I made by not mentioning wanting to see Nick Foles play this year before Nick Foles got the start. So I have to say what's on my mind because I don't want to look like an idiot or, oh, you're saying that afterwards. No, no. I need Jake Fromm to play in this game, to be honest with you. This is a this is a Kirby Smart beef that I have that I I and that, that means I need Justin Fields to be out there healthy. I need the Georgia debate to happen. I see, in I Georgia see. Okay, I see where you're going. All right. All right. <laughs> so I, I need it. I, I need it for my soul. Uh, but looking at this game, and I guess even looking at last game, Hope, what are you kind of what are you focusing in on on the team that's not making the playoffs? A team that's I, I you would think they're doing talent evaluation, but Jermaine Effetti is starting over Larry Borum coming back. Like, what are you what are you keyed in on while looking at this Bears team this last couple of games before the season's over? That's uh, a good question, uh, and I just real quick I want to point out that the Green Bay Packers just donated twenty five thousand dollars. Damn. Hey, hats off, hat tip to the Green Bay Packers. Yo. You won't hear that very often this pod, but that's awesome. Yeah, that is that so, is it uh, speaks volumes. I just saw that come in and I was like, wow, I got to mention that. So uh, good for the pack. That's awesome. I, um, to answer your question, there's, I mean, you think there's still a lot to evaluate, but yeah, I'm, I'm still a little confused about the decision-making last week at the, uh, you know, playing some one-year vets over um, some, some rookies that need the reps. And, and then like, Matt Nagy comes out and he's like, well, what have I been telling you guys? Like, it's always about Sunday. But he's also said multiple times I'm going to do what's best for the Chicago Bears. Exactly. So I, I don't I, I don't know. I, but I'm also not completely surprised by it. I think it's it re- reflects, um, you know, it, if Matt Nagy's not basically on a two-game deal here too, then, you know, he might side with the players who are also on a two-game deal and just kind of go out <laughs> guns blazing at it. <laughs> Right, right off the cliff, you know, in the car, in the Corvette, right? <laughs> like together. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, so it's, but it's interesting. Um, and I'm with you at least on fields, uh, especially, you know, cause I, um, you know, I'm in a fantasy championship this weekend. I need Justin Fields to play. <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> Being honest, man, it's QB, two QB league. Oh, all Lamar right. Jackson's banged up. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm not rolling Nick Foles out there. Uh, <laughs> come on. So got to get uh, that dual threat, man. Got to get that dual threat. Yeah, exactly. No. Um, yeah, I think the interesting question is, uh, it, as far as interesting questions that don't really matter go, if Justin Fields does not play, do you start Andy Dalton or Nick Foles? Mm. The question from March, <laughs> pre-Justin Fields, which one do you play? <laughs> um, I, you know, I think, who would you say? Uh, I think I'd roll with Falls. Me too. The guy, the guy won the game. I mean, yeah. for, for, for but his, you know, Andy Dahl won yeah. his last start too. That's a good point. Um, and I, I think what they would do is probably start Dalton. Yeah. Um. I'm, I mean, if they were that loyal to him at the start of the season, like, yeah, we promised him the starting job, like, you know, like you're going to have him back up. 
Nick Foles at this point. And what and a he, weird situation. <laughs> yeah, I just I can't believe the season's come to this. To be honest with you, yeah. so and it's honestly hard to even think about and process this specific week. Um, there's definitely a you know I appreciate all the fans out there that still care and will watch this game uh, with Mike Glennon going going up against it, it. Like and like you don't even have the battle you could have had between two teams vying for draft pick status because the Giants win and lose either way what happens in this game. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it. You know is, is the tie the worst case scenario? I don't for, know. <laughs> probably, right? Because it helps neither of them. Yeah, I think yeah. the tie, they'll do everything they can to not tie. <laughs> I think at this point it's probably better if they lose because it helps mm. that their own pick. And it's Yeah, and their more. pick's going to be worse than the Bears probably no matter what. So, yeah, yeah I, you're probably right. But um, yeah, I, I actually meant to tweet that. I think I forgot that at the end of that Seahawks game, the real loser were the New York Giants. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you know. um, uh, Jets were happy. They like got the Seahawks' the first-round pick. Exactly. <laughs> Jets were very happy. But no, it feels as healthy. It's got to play. Yeah. There's still stuff to evaluate. Um, and, you know, I, I, I actually I wrote this in my 10 things, that, and I believe it. Like, you got to get this guy a win before the season's over. The guy hasn't won since October, was that, 10th? Yeah, Raiders uh, game. Yeah, the Raiders game. This is a dude that's not used to losing, and he's talked about this. And, and um, a lot of it's not his fault. Most of it's not his fault. And if he hadn't gotten hurt, I mean, they probably would have won the Thanksgiving game too, and we wouldn't be talking about this. But he didn't, so he doesn't have a win. You know what I mean? Like right. some and, of it's circumstantial as well, he, but still. And he did enough to 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 win the the Steelers game. Sure. In my head, he won that game, to be honest with you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he you know, won. The team lost, but he won. You know, if anyone had had um, placed a bet on Justin Fields after the Steelers game, like a long shot bet on him winning rookie of the year, it would have been a long shot bet. But I, I, I would have said, hey, that's a, that's a great long shot play because he was progressing. Yeah. He put the team on his back. He had that performance in Pittsburgh on Monday Night Football. That's the type of games you got to perform in if you want to win that type of award and I really felt like the rest of the season was going to go way differently um unfortunately he got hurt and yeah I think that that's left us all in this situation where I hate bringing up Trubisky but it's still sort of like this because I have much higher hopes at this point I've liked more of what I've seen for fields than Trubisky after one year but it's still kind of this feeling where it's Okay, you feel good about the pick. If you still have that hope, but there's also some concern that this rookie year went the way it did, and and I think it's I think it's fair um, because quite frankly, the Bears have not earned the benefit of the doubt that they're going to get this thing right, and um, and so I I think if your goal was to end this season feeling like you. Like, like like just Justin Herbert last year, right? Mm-hmm. The Chargers were able to go in the offseason and know that they most likely had their quarterback. And I, I think the Bears probably do that feel that way, but it's not as concrete. It's not as sure um at this point. Mm. All right, well, let me get your prediction for the game. <laughs> uh, I've thought about this at this point zero percent and uh <laughs> But I think the Bears probably win. The Giants are a mess, and and there's a reason the Bears is, are they still six point favorites? I mean, Mike, Glenn I'll take a out. look. Hold on. It, 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 
with the when Daniel Jones mattered that that much to this team, uh, you know things are rough at the quarterback spot. So, <laughs> and, and I will say this: I've said this a few times. You know, for all the problems the Bears have, they have three quarterbacks capable of starting. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they all still rank towards the bottom of you know in the twenties, and none of them are great. But they have, you know, when when. One of them goes down. They don't have uh, Jake Fromm as the you know the next guy up. So uh, you know I think they're all capable of winning this game, and they should against the Giants. And uh, I think again, I think it would be really good if that's Justin Fields, and he can get a win under his belt. And quite frankly, if they were to do that and he plays well, I'd give him a chance against the Vikings next week too. Um, and then wouldn't that be something if after all this, the Bears end up on a three-game winning streak? To, right. Yeah, exactly. Oh man. Um, Confirming our our partners, our friends at PointsBet do have the Bears as six-point favorites at home this Sunday against the Giants in the home finale, actually. So I'll I'll say Bears win, too. I mean, I think the Bears are not good. The Giants are worse. So I'll I'll say, um, I'll say, I don't know, 26-14 Bears. I'll give them them, uh, more than 20 this week. They, They got more than 20 last week, so let's hope they can keep that streak going. But like you said, I think the most important thing is let's let's make sure Fields is healthy. If he's healthy, let's get him out there because getting him a win at home just to kind of get some good juju, some good mojo going into the offseason for him, regardless of what happens in the finale, because who knows if Minnesota will still be fighting for something or not. You know, do we see the full complement? Do we see if they're out? Cook shut down. Thielen's already on on IR. Do we see Kellen Mond and not Cook like that? That's that game is kind of just who the hell knows at this point. But Get get feel, getting fields a win at home in front of the fans and giving everyone something uh, to feel good about as we turn the calendar to 2022 would be would be great. So I'll, I'll say Bears win. Yeah, why not? Um, I said last week the Bears were going to win, so I'm going to stick with that. Um, I would say the Bears 21 or 24. I don't even think the Giants get past 13 points, to be honest. Yeah, I don't either. I was going to say that. I could see the Bears holding them to like six. Yes, me too. Like, I was going to say, I was gonna say nine, yeah. actually. I was going to say nine. Like, they get three field goals, and that's it. Like, I, I don't see it. I and know, I Mike swear. Glennon revenge game. Mike Glennon yeah. revenge game. <laughs> we saw this game last I'm year. Just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the Bears killed the Jaguars. I know they did. Uh, so that that's that's me again, Hoke. Uh, definitely appreciate you opening up and talking to us. We know this week has been a hard week, man. So definitely all our blessings and wishes are with you and to the family of Jeff Dickerson. Again, if you haven't, please, um, you know, if you have it, add to that GoFundMe uh, for Parker. Um, he's got a lot. He got a lot of front of him, and uh, but he has a whole city, a whole region behind him, as you see with Green Bay donating that money. Um, and uh, also check out Hogan Johns for that episode that we're all going to be watching. Um, all of the city and the football after show here just told you they're going to have something special for you after the Bears game. You can check that out on YouTube. Sit for the Under Center podcast. Uh, we'll be back on Monday. Rate, follow, review. Hit us with the five star. And if you're betting, please use points bet. <laughs>